Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Vari, still here in the VEASAN studio at the South Point Sportsbook with Vinny Maiulo and Amal Shaw. Huge thanks to Dwayne Colucci for joining us in the last hour. If you missed that, you can always check it out at VEASAN.com. Uh, but coming up this hour, we are going to bring in our senior NBA analyst, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, to talk all about NBA Game 4 going on tonight, the Bucks and the Suns. Uh, but before we bring him in, Vinny, I want to ask you about something that South Point just put up. You have Olympics lines put up. What do you have? Yeah, a couple of years ago, the uh, gaming control board here uh, uh, gave the approval for expanded wagering on the Olympics. So you can uh, bet on over or under the gold medals won by country. So, for instance, the United States over and under four and a half, 45 and a half. I was going to say four and a half. I'll take the over. over yeah, good, good move uh, on day one. Um, four and a half, uh, 45 and a half for the United States uh, over and under. And yeah, these uh, totals are... Uh, a dime line, so most of them are pick'em at minus uh, one ten. Uh, Germany under fourteen and a half is a dollar forty, but uh, plus one twenty on the over. So we've got uh, most gold medals or total gold medals won uh, over or under by country, uh, and then we've got six categories to win the gold medal. Uh, we've got men's basketball, women's basketball. No, uh, no shock there. The United States is favored. Although the uh, on the men's side, uh, they finally got a win last night. We can get to it in a little bit. They beat Argentina yeah. last night. They were uh, minus $4 uh, in, uh, on the men's side, minus $12 on the women's side. Men's soccer, we're not even listed. It's about Brazil at 3-1 to one and Spain at 4-1. to one. Uh, The women, no surprise here, they're minus 2 and a quarter. 
Uh, right behind him is uh, Australia at six to one. Men's basketball, uh, men's baseball. Japan is favored mm. at plus one thirty. The United States at four to one, and women's softball. The United States minus two fifty. Keep one thing in mind when you look at the men's soccer. Uh, you see Brazil is a favorite, but remember in the Olympics, you're restricted to players 24 and under mm-hmm. with the exception of three players. So you're not going to get the names that you're used to seeing in the World Cup and from the European side in the Euro Cup. So a lot of names you may not recognize unless you follow those particular uh, national teams very closely with players coming up through the system. Good point. Amal, do you bet on the Olympics at all, or are you just partake in watching? I think the last time I watched the Summer Olympics was 1984. I was in <laughs> India. We'd get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to watch it in Los Angeles, but no. Well, I'm going to be betting on it, Vinny. So let's talk about these lines here. So men's basketball, the favorite, obviously, at minus 400. Uh, So you guys stick with this line, even though what we've seen in the exhibition games so far, they lost their first two to Nigeria and Australia, and then they finally got their first win last night versus Argentina. Well, again, not everybody's there, right? A couple of of, uh, the roster players are playing in uh, the NBA Finals right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a situation where uh, it, it would have been higher. But, you know, we just put it up today, yeah, but we had to take into consideration uh, the first couple of games. Listen, the, the, United, the men's basketball team is still trying to they're, – they're trying to find each other. They're trying to figure each other out. You gotta, they're going against these teams that have been together for a considerable amount of time, yeah. right? So uh, it's, it's not like – it's a matter of timing. Now, that said, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I mean, Spain and France are good. Well, not only that, I think it's tremendous hypocrisy, right? Like, people always say, well, now you start using international players. Everybody started to theoretically catch up. Then if they've caught up, then why are you criticizing the United States for for losing these games? Remember, they're without Booker. They're without Middleton. They're without Holiday. Uh, These are also players that are coming off of having played an entire NBA season, which ended Mm -hmm. fairly late. Patty Mills barely gets off the bench, so he was very well rested for the Spurs this year. So that's why he was able to contribute to Team Australia. Um, But, you know, when you look at a lot of these things, it's a scenario where, to Vinny's point, I think give them a little bit of time. They'll be able to kind of get their sea legs, and they'll be just fine. By the way, you asked me about watching the Olympics. I can't watch the Olympics because NBC will spend nine hours telling us useless stories, and in about six days, we've got the 100-meter dash coming up. I know you guys already have the result, but we want to let you know it'll be airing at 11.10 a.m., and you got to make sure you record it. I mean, it's such a joke, their coverage. is so god-awful. Well, they need you, obviously, Amal. Well, they don't Um, need Dick Ebersole putting everything on tape delay. (laughs) Somebody, I want to ask you, though, about the Olympics. I mean, some news last week that they're not going to have any fans available. How did that factor into your guys' making these lines? Didn't didn't really enter into it at all. Not, uh, I mean, obviously, you've got, you know, Japan favored in in baseball. But Japan is good. I mean, they're home, right? So, but just a familiarity aspect of it. So, uh, but not not really uh, didn't really uh, impact it uh, that much in terms. Of, these are futures, so it doesn't really uh, weigh into it as much as it would, let's say, uh, for the games themselves. Where yeah, do you see you know. most of the action? I have to imagine it's perhaps in I, basketball for you guys. I think yeah, in basketball because you'll see a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, basketball shown uh, to, to a mile's point, and then in uh, over and under a total number of gold medals. We'll talk more basketball with JVT next on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Daniel Alvari, Amal Shah, and Vinny Mayulo back here in the VSIN studio ready to talk all about Game 4. Let's bring in our NBA senior analyst here, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel. Thanks for joining us today, JVT. Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, first and foremost, Amal, it is 2021. I don't think tape delay is a thing anymore. you got to download the Peacock app. Have you ever friend. watched NBC Sports Olympic coverage? Uh, <laughs> well, it's been, I think, four years. The last Imagine two years five. Since last, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, so I have not watched recently, but I do believe that the technology has improved since the last time we saw them. You two have just advanced uh, network programming. So yeah. far, I have no idea what he's talking about. Mike Tirico for like three days is like coming up. We're going to see Michael Phelps in 2008 at the bird's nest in, in Beijing. Come on. Can't wait. It's like we need 2012 to get an, an update here. We need to get you a system update here. Yeah. Do we even tape things anymore? Who like, will you help me out? These guys have no clue what they're talking about. I did, about. JVT. I did have to teach him how to add a gift to a tweet today. So, I mean, we're just learning all kinds of new things today. So, uh, let's talk about this game for Suns I don't know gifts. Bucks. I know sports. <laughs> Okay. Sons of Bucks here. So obviously we're at the Bucks again. The Bucks got their first win in game three. Uh, they are a four and a half, even a five point favorite here at the South Point tonight. Total sitting around 221 and a half. What are your initial thoughts here, JVT? Uh, so I, I think the initial thoughts are, you know, uh, the the market and the way that it is supporting the, the Milwaukee Bucks to a certain extent, at least earlier today, Danielle, right? You know, we saw when you looked at the market, especially from a global standpoint, a couple of those fives popping up on one of the screens right now. I got a five in that spot that you're sitting at right now, right? So uh, it seems that the market has really come on strong with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and that's surprising, right, considering right, where we were for the first two days. Remember, the first two games of this series, four and a half point spread, and both of those games are the close for the Phoenix. Suns at home. So now we're talking about a four and a half point spread all the way up to five here for the Milwaukee Bucks. So the, you know, something doesn't compute, right? This is either a little too inflated for Milwaukee or those two numbers were very much wrong in Phoenix. I, I would tend to think, you know, if we're going to start to get consensus wide five, I don't even know, maybe five and a half because we got about three hours until tip off time. There might be some value here on the Phoenix Suns. I think the Bucks have discovered some things that are very positive for them, but upwards of five, it seems like a very big swing here from what we saw in the first two games from a power rating perspective. How about the total JVT uh, sitting at 221 and a half now up uh, about a point and a half, two points, depending on where you uh, uh, initially uh, saw an opener. So uh, your, your preference or not uh, for the, for this total. Yeah, I'll be hoping for a slow start and to get in on an in-game over here, Vinny. You know, I thought uh, 219 and a half was fair to bet that over, but it disappeared pretty quickly. And now we're at uh, where you mentioned across the market. Look, it, this is something where you've watched both of these teams now for three games. They can both do something that equally bothers the other. I brought up these numbers before, whether it comes to the rim defense for the Suns being 24th in the regular season, giving up the most, what, you know, looks within four feet of the basket in the postseason. The fact that Giannis has 183 points through four games, five games in the regular season all of those numbers we've seen these offenses operate at a high level against the other defense and now as you look at this you put these both together on the floor tonight and you would think that this is going to be another game which goes over the total remember this last game depending on where you were shopping you needed that last three to fall down for you after a terrible offensive performance for phoenix and that was going to go over the total so Vinny, i i would rather play it over but i think i'm gonna wait in game hope for a slow start here and bet that thing over the total good Jonathan, we saw in game number three, the line was at three and a half on the opener and then went to four yep. and a half, which really doesn't come as much surprise. I thought that one should have hit five and five, five and a half. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that this number has gotten as high as five. And you said you thought it could potentially hit five and a half. 
I thought game three and game four are two completely different scenarios from a Milwaukee perspective. I also think you'll get a refocused Phoenix team on the defensive side of the basketball. If there's one thing that you that for you that stands out in this game being critical for the Suns to be able to cover this number, what would that be? Uh, so it's definitely on the offensive end of all because, you know, I mentioned the things that the Milwaukee had discovered over the last game and a half that I really like for them moving forward. They have gone small. You know, Brooke Lopez is now a guy who is going to play about 20 minutes a game. And for the rest of that game, it is going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo at the five. And it's going to be a mix of some shooters around him for the rest of that game. And that provides so much more for you from a defensive standpoint if you're Milwaukee, right? Now, you switch one through five. It does not matter what happens on the other end of the floor. Chris Paul and the Suns were really thriving in the first two games uh, right? because they were switching or excuse me, because they were exploiting that one five pick and roll. So if they were going to switch everything like they were in the first game and switching Brooke Lopez under Chris Paul, well, Chris Paul just bring him out in space and he'll destroy him in that area of the floor. If they're going to switch that and you get a small Drew Holiday type on DeAndre Ayton, he's going to have a big game one. He's going to have a big game three right in the first half because Brooke Lopez was still on the floor and they were switching everything. But now when you're talking about switching one through five, if you're Milwaukee with Giannis at the five and Pat Connaughton and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, PJ Tucker, that's a matchup where if I'm Chris Paul and I run a pick and roll and all of a sudden I go from Drew Holiday to Giannis Antetokounmpo on me or from Drew Holiday to PJ Tucker on me, all of a sudden I can't operate my offense really how I want to. I can try to find a DeAndre Ayton, but now there's no real liability in front of me to exploit that soft mid-range area of the floor. So if the Suns are going to do anything, I think it starts with exploiting those mismatches down low that you're going to get with DeAndre Ayton when they go small and they switch everything. But the other is you got to find other mismatches once you're doing stuff. You got to start running more stuff off ball in terms of, you know, some screens, pin downs, getting shooters open. Those are the types of things that you can combat this switch all style because I think that's going to be really important. Those mismatches aren't going to be there quite frequently, and they're going to let DeAndre Ayton beat you. And DeAndre Ayton's great, but I don't know if you're winning series if he's, you know, unless he's scoring like 35 and 15 like Giannis is, and I just don't foresee that even with the mismatches he's going to see. I would love to see that because I have a DeAndre Ayton MVP ticket, but I don't think we are going to see it. So when we talk about individual players here tonight, taking a look at the player props, is there anything that jumps out to you or anything that you would look to play? You know, I haven't looked since this morning, Danielle, but a Pat Connaughton, right, at seven and a half points, betting that over, because we talk again about this small ball line of it, it to give Bud credit, because he deserves it, right? They're adjusting, they're changing their game plan, and they've done it now for three consecutive games. Pat Connaughton has been the key there. Pat Connaughton is getting the minutes. Pat Connaughton is getting the shot attempts. He's played over 30 minutes per game in this series up to this point. He's averaging over seven three-point attempts uh, per game as well. He's shooting over 40% in this series. Pat Connaughton has really thrived playing in these small ball lineups on the offensive end of the floor. Giannis attracts so much attention. Drew Holiday, when he's shooting the ball extremely well, attracts attention. So those pick and rolls, the Chris Middleton, Giannis pick and rolls, they demand so much defensive attention, it opens up the floor for shooters in the corners like Pat Connaughton and like P.J. Tucker. So out of all of them, Danielle, seven and a half was the one point total that stuck out to me in terms of betting it over for Pat Connaughton because he's going to be getting the opportunities, and that's always what you're looking for for some of these props. And always, too, by the way, you know, you always look a little bit further down the board. Giannis points in 34 and a half. You know, Vinny could speak to this. That's insanely high. He's been absolutely incredible, uh, but it's hard to swallow that many points and feel comfortable throughout that game. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, I think he's going to average 35 in this series, but it doesn't leave you a lot of margin for error. So you always got to dig a little bit deeper. And I think Pat Connaughton over his points was something I was looking at today. 
JVT, when it comes to the MVP, if uh, obviously Chris Paul is probably still the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak. Uh, but if the Bucks win this game and Giannis has another good game, I'm not, I'm not even saying that he has to be in the 40s here. Uh, it probably become and, and the Bucks win this game. It probably becomes a pick'em there. Now, I think did, did you have a ticket on on Chris Paul uh, early, from earlier in the season. I got him. At, well, I got him at plus one seventy five before the series started. Okay. That was like my faux series bet, Vinny. Okay. So, what, it, it, what would your approach be? Uh, you know, obviously, you have to watch this game to see how it happens. But if, after this game, if the Bucks win it and the series is tied two-two, and Giannis has another big game, it's probably closer to a pick'em. Where you know, after uh, first two games, uh, Chris Paul was 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 had a significant lead. He was uh, he was the favorite going in, but a significant lead after the first two games. Right, and, and you know, you can speak to this too, anybody. You know, those generally, at least when we have like a situation where we have two clear stars and two clear favorites leading the MVP candidacy for their respective teams, those prices will probably reflect what you see very close to the series price, right? So I would assume that with home court advantage throughout the rest of the postseason, if we do get a tied series after tonight, Chris Paul would probably be the slight favorite, but it would be extremely close to a pick like you're referencing. Look, there's there are two. I would say there are two and a half guys at this point right now before we know the result of Game Four uh, that can win this right it is Chris Paul it is Giannis Antetokounmpo and this might this is going to make Danielle happy but I believe it is DeAndre Ayton because I think I was really surprised to see after the first three games of this series that DeAndre Ayton and the gap between him and Devin Booker in terms of winning this award one of them is averaging a double double on 60 percent shooting the other is shooting about 40 percent a little bit less than that from the field and averaging about 23 24 points per game there is an impact here that DeAndre Ayton has had and we have talked about this when you're talking about switching everything when you're talking about exploiting mismatches that all relies on DeAndre Ayton a plus minus of over 20 in the first two games for Ayton a minus six in game three he's been extremely valuable for them so I market it like two and a half guys who could win this thing Vinny and I think clearly though like it's going to be Chris Paul or Giannis Antetokounmpo with a very outside shot for DeAndre Ayton if he continues to perform at this level and the Suns win the series yeah, I like your point of optimism for Aiton, but I think it's going to be really tough because even though right. he's averaging 17 and 13, Chris Paul averaging about, I think, what, 24 or, or 23 and, and I'm all, like, Chris Paul needs to average like 10 and 7 the rest of the way and they win this series. He's probably going to win the <laughs> sentiment. Like he's, no he's still, yeah, sentimental legacy, whatever you want to call it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I think that's where the key is going to be. JVT, I want to ask you specifically about tonight's game, and I, I'm not saying you have anything to substantiate this, but maybe your gut feel. Giannis has shot 47 free throws in three games. Do you think it'll be a parade to the free throw line like it has been in, in the first three games, or is this going to be a game where, because we've seen Monty Williams come on complain a little bit, uh, the whistle might go a little bit more in favor of Phoenix, but the game being at five serve, could it be another situation where he's getting back to the line uh, with frequency? No, I think he is. I mean, look, the, the reason why, you know, we talk about officials all the time and Monty Williams can complain all he wants. The reason why Giannis is getting to the free throw line is because Monty Williams guys are fouling because they're getting caught in bad positions, right? They don't have an answer for Giannis. We talk about DeAndre Aiden, for example. DeAndre Aiden's a great player. He's improved tremendously. He is no match for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then you get to the Dario Saric injury, right? In the minutes in which DeAndre Aiden is not out there, we saw the first time when Monty Williams went to the bench, it wasn't going, you know, Terry Craig, whatever it was. It was Cam Johnson who we brought out there in place of DeAndre so they went extremely small and in those situations Jay Crowder is your best matchup for Giannis and that's just a bad matchup right he a couple of times Jay Crowder did pretty good in bodying up Giannis but for the most part it's just not there Amal. so I think that the the parade for lack of a better term will continue is it going to be as extreme as the last few games probably not but is he going to get to the free throw line a double digit amount of times I feel confident in saying yes mainly because there is no physical matchup for Giannis and that leads to desperation fouls and you've saw you've seen it now after the last two games 
JVT, you mentioned the series price here, obviously, and I know that before this series even started, we talked about your prediction. You had Suns and Six before the first game even happened. So taking a look moving forward here, anything that's interesting that stands out to you? Suns on the series right now at minus 240, Bucks at 2-1, to one, Suns and Six sitting at 3-1. to one. Yeah, it, this is Danielle. We're at the point right now with this series. This is the cool thing about the NBA Finals. Uh, th- there's no point in getting involved from a series price perspective, right? especially if you like Milwaukee. Your, your bet is Giannis to win MVP. It's not to bet right the uh, the, the Bucks to win this series because you could find Giannis to win MVP somewhere in the range of about plus 225, depending on where you shop, as opposed to taking a small 205 or something in that range for the Bucks to win the series. And you get the added bonus, and it's a very, very slim chance, but you get the added bonus that even if the Bucks fall in this series, especially in a seven-game set, you have the very small chance that he can still win the award. So if you're talking about this from the series price perspective, to me, there's really no value in playing that. You're looking at other ways to beat it. And really, the only other way to beat it is if you think Milwaukee is going to even this series up, you think Milwaukee's going to win, don't take the shot with the Bucs to win the series at that smaller price. If they're winning the series, Giannis is winning MVP. It's as simple as that. And you're getting more bang for your buck in that regard. That's an excellent point. I made that point earlier today, which is because remember in 69, Jerry West won uh, the finals MVP. This is an opportunity here now for Giannis potentially based on the way he's played to be able to potentially steal it away, especially if Chris Paul turns the ball over at the rate he has in the last couple of games. The other thing I would look at JVT bucks in six are plus $5 bucks in uh Bucks and seven are six to one. So some opportunities there are potentially to be able to take a look at them in this one if they were able to, because you're getting plus five and plus six to one. So better than the 225 or $2 you're getting on the Bucks to win the series. And we should point out too, right? Because I mentioned the door potentially being open there for for Giannis. The one thing that holds you back in that regard, if you're banking on, hey man, he can win it still if they lose. Giannis, or excuse me, LeBron James a few years ago when he dragged Timofey Mozgov and Matthew Dellavedova to six games against the Warriors should have won Finals MVP, and yet they gave it to Andre Iguodala. There there fails to be nuance sometimes when we're voting for these awards, uh, and uh, there is a chance that uh, Giannis, even if he averages 37 the rest of the way and they lose in seven, that he still might not win this award because you got to get to the best player on the winning team, I guess. JVT, one more thing I wanted to ask you about. It's not NBA related, actually. It's WNBA related. So we have the All-Star game going on tonight. I couldn't help myself. I had to bet on it. So when I bet the total, I bet over 227 and a half because it's gone over that six out of the last seven times. But we're seeing a crazy, unprecedented drop here. It opened at 251 and a half and all the way down to 194. What do you make of this? Uh, well, probably I would, and Vinny could t- attest to this, I would assume, Danielle, some respected money or some information uh, that is not privy to the public. It is out there yet. And uh, I would, look, you and I talked about this in private. D- niche markets like the WNBA, especially WNBA totals, uh, when you get a respected play, that is going to alter the number quite a bit. And so I would assume that there was a respected player somewhere in the world that played something or continued to play that number, and you saw the move that it did. Because a dramatic drop like that, that's a, that's a really massive injury, or that's something to the point of information that's not made public to everybody else. Oh, there's more than one uh, player. Yeah. <laughs> right. By the way, 197 now. So uh, uh, heading back. Vinny, up. really quickly, am I right on that? Right, like a niche market like that, respected right. money's going to move that much quicker and much sharper uh, than it would in like other markets, like an NBA or an NFL. Right. To to your point, JVT, there's a lot more uh, uh, respected money, a lot more professional money, believe it or not, on this yep. game. Uh, than casual money. Uh, you, you can't. You know, very few casual folks, or there'll be very few casual bets on the uh, the WNBA game tonight. That'll be on uh, the NBA Finals Game Four. JVT, a new NBA 2K came out today too. Is that a game you play? Are you excited about that? 
uh, you know, it, it is. It used to be in my youth, but it's just the same game repackaged in prettier packaging. So I have decided to be an adult to stop buying it a couple of years ago. Yeah, much prettier packaging this year because we got Candace Parker right. actually on the cover for the yeah. first time. Uh, thanks so much, JBT. We appreciate it. Take it easy. All right, so there's all of your NBA talk. Uh, we'll probably wrap this up a little bit before the end of the show. But next, we're going to talk about who are the buyers and who are the sellers in the MLB before the trade deadline right here on My Guys in the Desert. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Welcome back in. The college football season is right around the corner, and that means the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so you have the betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early, so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Daniel Vare Malshaw, Vinny Mayulo, back here on My Guys in the Desert. Ready to talk a little baseball here. Obviously, the trade deadline coming up, I believe, July 31st. Vinny, is that correct? I think, yeah, it's, that, it's the last week, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're taking a look here and seeing which team should be buyers and which team should be sellers. So off the top here, which team do you think is the closest here to being World Series ready or possible to get there with the least amount of moves? The Dodgers. Yeah. On our list here, uh, simply because they, they can get healthy and they've got the resources in terms of cash and players. Um, and, and again, they're, they're, they're near the top of the division. They're in a playoff spot right now. So I would say that the, uh, uh, the Dodgers, and, and they'll get involved as, as, as buyers, uh, but once they get healthy of, of the teams that we've got up there, of the 12 teams listed, uh, at vcin.com, uh, then I would say the uh, I would say the uh, the Dodgers more. Yeah, I would agree. I was thinking the Kansas City Royals, but outside of the Royals, I would have to agree with you on the Dodgers. Uh, you know, the other team you have to look at is the San Diego Padres. This team is extremely dangerous. I still think the Giants need to add a bat. Mm. How about Nelson Cruz from the Minnesota Twins? You go get him and you put him in the middle of the lineup, they become extremely dangerous. I know the Giants have played particularly well. But when you get in the postseason, it's just a different game in terms of the uh, pitching. And the Giants offense, for me, needs to be a little bit more consistent from a power perspective. So if you can get a guy like Nelly Cruz. Because remember, the Dodgers have been dealing with injuries. Mm-hmm. You look at Seager's out. Uh, obviously, Bellinger has been banged up. Mookie Betts has struggled. I expect Mookie to kind of find himself as the season progresses. The other team that's going to get an acquisition that is like a trade is going to be the Boston Red Sox when Sale comes back. And if Chris Sale can be half as good as he normally is between April and July, this Red Sox team is really going to find themselves in a great position to be able to make a push in the American League. And then you look at Houston. Are you content with the starting pitching? I know they've done well, but again, the postseason, the regular season are two completely different animals. You've got to really be able to perform at that level, and that's where those guys that are paid like number ones and number twos have to really step up. I'm just not sure way Houston is constructed right now that they'll necessarily be able to do that. What you want to do in terms of futures, right, if you're a better out there and you're looking to say, okay, who, who I think is going to have a good second half, who's going to become buyers and have a, a good second half? And you kind of take into reference what happened with the Dodgers a few years ago when they had a, a really strong second half. Look at what Washington did uh, when, when, they won, when they won the World Series a couple of years back, right? They were, what, 19 games, 16 games under 500, and then they made, they made a, a, a tremendous move. So identify a team that you think is going to be a buyer, and then, and then, of course, look at, uh, look at their prices. And it's probably not going to be a team that's in first place. So, you know, the Mets, we know they're in first place right now, but they've got a lot of games to make up. Uh, to, to, to Amal's point about Chris Sale, are they going to get Syndergaard back? Are they going to get uh, the rest of that pitching staff healthy? They're definitely going to be buyers. So if you can identify, but they're in first place. A team that's not in first place in that division that could, is also probably going to be buyers and could turn things around is Philadelphia. And so if you look and see, okay, 
take a look at what the future prices are for both the pennant and the World Series, identify which one of the ones of those teams and that are second or third that are you know within striking distance of the first place team uh, in division and in a, in a uh, uh, striking distance for a wild card spot. Then identify if they're going to uh, they're most likely going to be buyers, and you and you're going to look for uh, some value in prices there. You know, you mentioned it. How about Frankie Lindor signed a 10-year extension north of $300 million? Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if he makes an appearance at City Field sometime between now and September. Yeah. I mean, the Mets could really use his bat. How about uh, Michael Conforto was one of the better young hitters in baseball. He has absolutely disappeared. I don't even know if he's hitting his weight right now. Mets, either they, they hit and don't pitch or pitch and don't hit. They're very, <laughs> uh, very, they've not put a... A, a set of games together where everything has uh, is, is been uh, consistent for them. But that said, uh, give them credit. They're uh, uh, atop the, uh, the National League East. But the way they're constructed and the way they're playing right now, and, and unless they get healthy, particularly on the mound, uh, they're they're not gonna be, they're not gonna uh, win the pennant that that I could say they, won't, they probably they might not even win the division. Well, I want to ask you real quick too about the Yankees. If you're a Yankees fan, what do you want them to do in this period? So. They got a tough schedule coming up. They've yet to show an ability to beat the Red Sox. They got a lot of Red Sox games coming up with the Red Sox and the Rays. You can keep some of your young talent, but start building for the future and still competing. Well, if the objective is to win, fire Aaron Boone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can always count on them all for a succinct take there. Uh, I, I promise. Finished Yankee fan, just give me a thumbs up. I promise to talk about some NFL in this show. We're going to look at the AFC South next on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Alvari, Vinny Mayulo, and Amal Shaw all back here on My Guys in the Desert ready to dive into some NFL talk. Let's talk about the AFC South. So a little bit of question mark here at the top when we look at the division odds here. Colts at even money and Titans plus 120 to win the division. So Almost a coin flip here. And then below that, the Jaguars sitting at 10 to 1 to win the division and the Texans 25 to 1. Those odds via the South Point where we're at right here. Uh, so when you take a look at this, would you rather have a ticket on the Colts or the Titans? That's, that's a good question. Uh, no, I, I, think <laughs> no it's, I think it's tough to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's a tough one. I think this has probably been, when you look at the divisions, for me, this is the two closest teams in terms of winning the division. Mm-hmm. I can make a case for the AFC North between Baltimore and Cleveland right now, but I still get a slight edge to the Ravens. I would too, um, until we see more out of the Browns. But yeah. um, I, I would take the price with the Titans personally. I think I, I think the Titans. Well, there's a, there's a bit more certainty with the quarterback position right. for one thing. Um, the uh, the wide receiver position has been upgraded mm-hmm. to which will I think make Derrick Henry even better more effective yeah take some heat off him so um i mean if you're getting a price with uh uh and it was there was a there was a time we went to minus 20 actually on uh uh, on the colts uh, but then it came back down to even because we were at plus 140 and now we're at 120 on the uh, uh on the titans but for me 
Um, I'd give I'd give uh, I'd take a shot with uh, with the Titans here. Really. I mean, you brought up the quarterback question, obviously, with the Colts. So we have Carson Wentz here. But which Carson Wentz are we going to get here? Are we going to get pre-injury Carson Wentz? Is he going to be able to turn it around? Or are we going to get what we've seen so far in the last couple of years from him? You know, I don't know. But I'll tell you, he's got a few things going in his favor. Frank Reich was the OC when they won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with him having right. that terrific season. The other thing that's very important to look at it from the perspective of Jonathan Taylor, I think, is one of the more underrated running backs to come out in a while. Mm-hmm. His first three years, he has set the benchmark in college football for rushing yards, had a 1,000-yard season last year. I mean, he didn't just eke over a 1,000 yards. He was terrific last year in terms of uh, what he did for the Colts. You get healthy at the wide receiver position. Um, Paris Campbell will be back in the mix. T.Y. Hilton, we know what he can do. Michael Pittman Jr. has been a nice addition. That The rookie they had last year out of USC. Defensively a solid team. And then I haven't even mentioned arguably the best offensive line in football. Mm-hmm. That's where this team is really dangerous. So I, I think this Colts team can be one to pay attention to. And they're going to play each other twice. Uh, it's good. You know, those will be good, uh, important head-to-head matchups. And, uh, you know, again, both of these teams are, are certainly playoff contenders. When we take a look at the Titans side of things, Vinny, I know you mentioned this, but huge upgrade for them in the wide receiver realm because they got Julio Jones, yep. obviously. How big of a get is that for them, and how much is that going to impact them? I think, you know, you know, he, he didn't particularly have a good season last year, but I mm-hmm. thought, you know, uh, going back a few years, when well, certainly when they went to the Super Bowl, and again, he's a little bit older now. He's one of the best receivers. You can make a case he was maybe the best receiver in the league a few years back. Uh, I don't think there's been that much of a drop-off. The, the, you know, it's just that their offensive line in Atlanta, they, they just they, they couldn't get them the ball. I mean, when, and they were constantly behind. They were chasing games, and you would have thought he would have had a better season. I, I, again, I think he's, a, he's an upgrade. But I, I do believe that the running game there uh, is going gonna, is gonna to complement the passing game, and the passing game is going to uh, complement the running game. Yeah, to Danielle's question, I think you got to look at what the 18-wheeler Derrick Henry does. If he's healthy, this team is dangerous, but he's had a lot of mileage in the last two years. I think he had 3,500 yards rushing in the last two seasons. Prolific last year, 126 yards per game, 11th highest individual total per game in the history of the National Football League, and he's the only one, He's excuse me, he's only one of two guys in that list of 11 to do it over 16 game schedule. Most of those numbers that were set were in 12 and 14 games. So this guy's an absolute difference maker. He makes a difference in terms of Tannehill. He makes a difference in terms of what Brown and Julio Jones will be. The other thing is I think the Colts have a better defense than the Titans. I, I was going to say, yeah, yes. uh, if there was a question mark for yeah. me, it would be the, the, def- the defense and the Colts defense is better. T- tell you one thing we haven't talked about. Let's go ahead and scratch Texans 25 to 1. That's like buying a lottery ticket, needing six numbers and getting paid out 20 bucks. There's no way this is fair odds here. This team is horrendous. And we Deshaun- raised it. We keep raising it. Yeah. If Deshaun Watson doesn't play, they can, they can make it 500 to one this team's going nowhere they're going to be in contention for the first pick in the draft uh for the 2023 draft or 22 draft excuse me um but jacksonville this is interesting because i love the pick i'm not a big travis Etienne guy but i love the pick of having a quarterback and a running back that played together for three years mm-hmm. won a national championship were runners up and got to the college football playoff all three years and what they were able to accomplish Urban Meyer, when you look at everywhere he's been, you know, you can say at Ohio State he's got more talent than other people. Three of the four programs he's taken over. Bowling Green, he gets there. They're 2-9. and nine. First year, he's 8-3. and three. Utah, he gets there. They're 5-6. and six. First year, they're 10-2. and two. Gets to Florida. They're 7, um, I think, 7-5. and five. And he has a tremendous year. I forgot what his record was. Second year, he wins the national championship. Ohio State takes over a team that's 6-7. and seven, Goes 12-0. and oh. This guy is a turnaround king. He knows how to get programs going in the right direction. If he can get players, and this is the big question mark at the NFL level, to buy into what he's selling, I think Jacksonville becomes much more competitive. And the one thing you have to remember with Urban, 
He wants to run the football. And even though today it's a passing league, if you can run the ball, you've got a chance in games. I think he'll get players to buy in because they're going to be younger. Sure. And I think that's that's important, right? Veterans, not you know, they're 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 a bit more set in their ways. So I think that uh, that possibility or that likelihood, I should say, exists. Uh, we did raise them from eight to ten. We raised the Texans from 20, uh, twenty to twenty-five. Uh, but there's a difference of two games between these two Texans. So uh, uh, season total at four and a half, and the Jags at six and a half. But they're going to be an interesting team. They're going to be a fun team to watch, and they're getting just a, a lot of curiosity. Uh, type tickets on them. Well, there were seven nine ATS guys last year. Yeah. So think about that. If you're seven and nine, you're competitive in a lot of the games. Now you bring in a coach that can really make a difference. He's always had success at turning programs around and quickly. And now you, you is that going to translate though on the on the pro level? I, I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's funny. That's pa- the question. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it remains to be seen. That's the big question mark. Um, you know, I get Saban gets all the credit because he's won six national titles. But if you actually look at it, Urban's got a better record than Saban does. And if you look at what he's been able to do, you look at Saban's record at Michigan State, it wasn't overwhelming. So I think this guy has to be given credit for his ability to come in and make changes. Let's see if he can do that. That's, that's the big concern there. And then Trevor Lawrence. You know, I go back over the last probably 25 years, Peyton Manning, and even at that time, Vinny, you remember, Ryan Leaf was mm-hmm. in contention to be the first pick. But if you say Manning, fine. Andrew Luck was a guy who was a lock. And then you look at uh, Trevor Lawrence. This guy has an opportunity to be a generational quarterback. Well, the way he was you know, hyped and the way uh, the, exactly. the draft, look at what we did with the props. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion yeah. uh, in terms of the draft props, for sure. Obviously, saw, we saw a huge season out of Joe Burrow last season. We obviously yeah. saw um, you know, Herbert as well have a great season. Yeah. Is that the kind of expectation that you guys have for Trevor Lawrence at this point? I do not. I think Joe Burrow, to me, had the greatest college football season I've ever seen. The right. one thing that he does better than Trevor Lawrence, he throws that ball with pinpoint accuracy. And I don't think Herbert was as a I at least didn't think he was this good coming out of Oregon. Burrow a bit more adept, I think, at reading uh, uh, when he gets up to the line, yep. reading the defenses. Well, I think Amal's going to like our next segment. He's a Big Ten guy. We're going to talk about the Big Ten right here on My Guys in the Desert. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. And if you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, BetRivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the BetRivers app or BetRivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com. In New Jersey, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. In Colorado, 1 800 522 4700. In Michigan, 1 800 270 7117. In Virginia, 1 888 522 3500. And in Iowa, you can call 1 800 Bets Off. And back for one last time, Daniel Alvario Malshaw and Vinny Mayulo, ready to talk about Amal's favorite topic, I'm guessing, of the day the Big Ten Conference here. So, taking a look at the odds to win the Big Ten, Ohio. Ohio State, the favorite at minus 180. Wisconsin sitting at 6 to 1. Iowa is 8 to 1. Penn State at 10 to 1. And Michigan, 15 to 1. Amal, what do you like on this board? I like the Buckeyes. It's a cheap price. I think this is a very fair price. This kind of reminds me of the price you see with the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East. Look, it doesn't matter as long as Ohio State doesn't drop two games in conference play. They should be able to get to the uh, conference championship. And, Danielle, with the conference championship games being in play, it changes how a team has to win a league because you may have to knock off Ohio State twice. I think that will be extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. They're going to get tested against Oregon early on, so an opportunity. Remember, Ryan Day has not lost a conference game so far in two years. His two losses have come against Clemson and Alabama. No shame in that. Uh, I think the Buckeyes at 180 are a very inexpensive price. 13 to 13 and a half, approaching 14 in uh, that opening week game. Let's uh, let's remember this, right? The uh, the Big Ten and the ACC, for the most part, uh, on opening weekend are going to have conference uh, conference games. I mean, Clemson, we know, uh, is playing Georgia, but. Uh, 
uh, Ohio State at Minnesota Amal uh, and uh, Thursday, September 2nd from 13 and approaching 14 now. Yeah, I, I don't particularly like this for Minnesota. I know Ohio State breaks in a new quarterback, but I would like to see a team like Minnesota or anybody else for that matter. We have Wisconsin-Penn State playing the opening weekend. I'd like to see these teams get a game under their belt and see mm-hmm. a little bit better football than some team that's been, you know, maybe slightly ahead of the curve because they might be playing a little bit better in week five or week ten as opposed to what they're doing in week one. So when you look at these, and we used eight for the uh, the conference win, uh, win totals uh, for Ohio State here, uh, again, it figures to be uh, them and Wisconsin uh, on uh, on the left side, uh, if you will, uh, in a division. Iowa there. Iowa just seems to find a way to slip up a game that they shouldn't lose during the course of the season, yeah. and uh, that that's been their uh, you know it's kind of been their nemesis the last few years. Penn State again uh, with Franklin uh, Franklin as as head coach. Are they going to contend? I, I think we've, we've got to, we've got to remain to be it remains to be seen. To me, they have to show me a lot more and a lot more consistency. It's another team that seems to slip up. They win a big game at home with a big upset, particularly in a whiteout, and all of a sudden the next week uh, they wind up uh, going on the road and and losing a game that uh, you know, they've been they're they're a favorite in. Michigan is uh, obviously a story. Uh, you know, you, you look at Michigan and, you know, you say, what's happening there? How long, uh, how long is uh, Jim Harbaugh, how long is this uh, situation uh, going to last? I, I really don't know. But 15-1, uh, to 1, that, that number is going to continue to go up. And then, of course, uh, Indiana, who was um, like, who was, who was a surprise last year, right? And when you, when you yeah. look at it, and uh, they, they figure to be, uh, to be in the mix again this year. Minnesota, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, that might have been a bit of an anomaly. I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think the boat rowers are going to be able to do too much. Uh, real quickly on Michigan, uh, good news is Midnight Madness starts in around mid-October. Get ready for college basketball. <laughs> should have a great season up in Ann Arbor. Two and four last year. This program is in reverse. I mean, look, I'm not picking on them because I'm a Buckeye. This is the most overrated program in the history of sports. You've won one national title in the last 70 years. Let me ask you a question. How much do you think we'd talk about the Yankees if they won one World Series in 70 years? Or we talk about the Dodgers if they won one World Series in 70 years? We wouldn't even discuss them. Um, so this program, nowhere to go. Cade McNamara, potential starter there, a quarterback. But when you look around the rest of the league, Wisconsin, Graham Mertz, Penn State, Sean Clifford, uh, 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 Petrus at... Um, at Iowa, you've got quarter Tanner Morgan back in Minnesota. These teams, uh, Michael Penix back at Indiana. Also, uh, Fry Fogel's back there. You've got an opportunity for these teams because Ohio State's got to bring in a new quarterback. But these other teams are all bringing in incumbents who have been there, have experience mm-hmm. playing in league play. Now, I would argue that a lot of these guys are not necessarily on the talent level that you have out of C.J. Stroud or uh, you know potentially what you're looking at from the Buckeyes with their depth. But... This is a good year if you're looking around the Big Ten if you're going to get Ohio State. Yeah, I think, uh, again, particularly from the, uh, uh, from the quarterback position. But, again, they've reloaded at quarterback as well, right? Uh, we, and we talked about it in a previous segment with what uh, hey. Alabama's done in the SEC. Hey, Vinny, when you play poker, every once in a while the good players – can't win every hand. You got to let those guys. You know they got to keep coming back. Oh, I see. Is that what it is? Just you know, <laughs> that's just, what it is with the rest of the league. It's little, like the, it's turning into the ACC. Here. A little something for you. Yeah. Uh, on the right side, let's go back to the uh, to the graphic uh, uh, and and look at the uh, at longer the, shots at the, here. Uh, the other division there. Uh, on the right side, yeah, the longer. You know, Nebraska. I know they uh, they, they had a uh, a new AD hire today. Uh, Trey, was it Trey Trav- Alberts? Trav Alberts. Trav Alberts. They're very proud of returning back to the mid '90s. Well, um, I got to tell you, there's a, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of eyebrows being raised uh, in in Huskerville 
And, and again, the Huskers are near and dear to the uh, the family that owns this uh, this property, the Gons, uh, <laughs> as uh, graduates and uh, uh, endorsers of Nebraska just keep shaking their heads, especially John Gone. Oh my God, he's uh, he's beside himself. Um, Northwestern. Hey, listen, I, I got to tell you about Northwestern. Um, one of the best coach teams in, in the conference with Pat Fitzgerald, and uh, you know this is this is a team that continues to. Uh, they're not flashy. They don't score a lot of points, but they find ways to win games. Um, if you're looking for who's going to be this year's Indiana, who's going to be this year's surprise? I think a program that's on the rise. And I'm not saying this that, that you're this going team, to Piscataway. No, uh, I'm not. Uh, a little further south, actually. Uh, I think that. If a team that's a program that's improving is going to be Maryland, and uh, the third year with uh, Mike, Mike Loxley, yeah. new offensive coordinator here, uh, Dan Enos, who comes uh, from uh, Cincinnati, and we know that's an up-tempo offense. I, I have to tell you this uh, again: not not necessarily to win the Big Ten. They're not going to win the Big Ten. But uh, in terms of looking at them in individual games, especially mm -hmm. early in the, in the season, and uh, I want to get to uh, the uh, the win total that we uh, that we posted uh, for Maryland uh, three. Uh, this could be uh, this is they're going to be a dangerous out of all in my opinion. I, I'm not as high on Maryland as you might be. I, I have some question marks about Mike Loxley as a head coach. He, he didn't do particularly well when he was at New Mexico. There were times this year this uh, team had struggled. Now they were competitive in certain spots. Still some question marks for me surrounding this team moving forward. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa's brother, uh, Tulia, yep. is the quarterback there. Let's see how he performs. Uh, I think you have to keep an eye out for Rutgers. Uh, Greg Schiano's team has been very competitive. They were, they were taking beatdowns. Remember they lost 78 nothing to Michigan a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. No longer the case there. Purdue taking a step backwards. You mentioned um, Northwestern. You got a couple of quarterback transfers in there. Hunter Johnson and of course Ryan Holinsky was at South Carolina. We'll see who becomes the starter there. Uh, for our producer Britton, I'll throw in Nebraska as a conversation. Adrian Martinez, Marquis Step. Remember he was at USC. He comes in at running back. He could be a little bit more effective for them in their ground game, but they've got to find consistency in that offense. Uh, I'm not sure who this year's Indiana is. I think Iowa can be dangerous. Wisconsin and Penn State, that's going to be kind of an elimination game for one of these teams. That loss is going to be really critical to how yeah. these teams perform. Remember, when we saw Penn State lose to Indiana a game they should have won in Bloomington, mm -hmm. that led Indiana on to a great season, and Penn State really regressed after that. So I think the early part of the season is something to pay attention to in terms of how teams perform. Um, I, I just think even though you've got returning quarterbacks, at, when you look at the rankings, excuse me, the odds, Ohio State minus 180, Wisconsin 6-1, to one, Iowa 8-1, to one, Penn State 10-1. Uh, to one. You know, the top three or four teams have their returning quarterback, and when you factor in Indiana and Michigan, uh, you've got five of the top seven teams have the starters quarter, starting quarterbacks back. But I think when you look at Ohio State offensively, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, first-round picks, Thayer Munford, potential first-round pick on the offensive line. It is going to be a challenge. Jeremy Rucker will be a first three-round pick um, for these teams to be able to contend with them. When I take a look here, obviously, what are the plays that you would want to make besides Ohio State? And are there any teams on here that you would fade? Just in a game-to-game -game situation, not necessarily looking at the futures here. Oh, it's too hard to say because it's a it's a very vague question. Mm -hmm. Is I mean, what are the odds? Who are they what, playing? What are they, what's, what's the, the what's the number? What's yeah, the price? Exactly. And things like that. But uh, I think more in terms of, of the regular season win totals. Uh, again, are you looking at uh, 
total wins for the season, which includes non-conference games, uh, and in our case where we had conference games. So, uh, but again, I, I think it, it's it's a to Amal's point, it's a case by case basis in, when it comes to who's going to win the the conference. Who do you have the most com- uh, confidence in in terms of returning? The returning roster, in terms of the recruits, and uh, certainly uh, in, in terms of just who's got that pedigree. Who 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 doesn't find ways to lose games that they should win, and you know is always good. No, I was just an it, excellent point you just made there. I, I want to go back to that statement you made. Who finds ways to, to not lose games that you should win? I think that's so important. By the way, I don't know about you guys, but I think. I love college football, but this is becoming bad. Ohio State dominates the Big Ten. Alabama dominates the SEC. Clemson wins the uh, ACC by a million points every year in the conference championship game. Um, I, I don't know. It's just unfortunate. Obviously, the Big 12 between Iowa State, but Oklahoma's prohibitive favorite. Maybe the Pac-12, but you don't have a team that looks like they're going to be a playoff team. Well, until – well, b- because along those lines, mm-hmm. with name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal now, it's basically free agency in college sports. The only thing that could offset that is an expanded playoff. Yeah. Well, obviously, we have a lot more to figure out before the college football season gets underway. Uh, but great show today. Thanks to Amal Shaw, to Vinny Maiulo, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Dwayne Colucci for joining us today. Uh, coming up next on VEASAN, we have Rush Hour. And thanks so much for watching. Good luck with your bets tonight. This was My Guys in the Desert right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. 
Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.